0: Hello and welcome to the Change with Him Real Raw Redeemed Podcast. This is Sarah and I I'm gonna be with you very much in in every way during this episode. Um because as it came to me I thought, okay, well this is so for me right now and As we're going through different seasons of life, it can feel like we're over-seasoned. You know, like when you're cooking something and you're making dinner and you're seasoning it, like, for example, well, this isn't dinner, it's breakfast, but you can really take this for any meal. Uh, this morning, I always have eggs. I love eggs and avocado, and I like to season my eggs. They're good by themselves, but with seasoning, they become even better. They can become even better, or they can be ruined. So, seasoning is one of those things that can enhance it or make you want to toss it, get rid of it, start over, right? <laughs> Completely. And there's different seasons of life, and we can be in one. Real season, one literal season, like we're in the season now of coming into winter and out of fall. Although in Arizona, it hardly feels like we have any seasons at all. It just feels like one solid season, just hot, miserable, (laughs) even though it's less miserable than other times because it's either 120 or 85. (sighs) Anyways, there are different seasons of life, and we can be in a literal season of life, but we can also be in an emotional season of life and feel like I'm, every day is a new season and know that God has a reason, a season, a time for everything and everything is good in his time. And we can understand scripture and we can pray through scripture and we can say scripture and we can understand it with a logical, conscious sense of knowing, but there can still be an underlying experience of, yeah, but, and that's where things like feeling exhausted come into play and where you can just feel over seasoned and like you just, it, it's ruined. You're exhausted, you're done. There's anxiety, there's dis-ease, right? Which can literally lead to the physical manifestation of dis-ease in your body. And I was talking to my mom about this morning, she came over and we went for a walk and we were talking about how uh, her diagnosis of, of recent possible cancer um, she thinks she prayed for. (laughs) We were laughing like, who prays for cancer? Um, Understanding it in the sense that it was not logical and literal, but she had been praying for more joy in her life as she retired five years ago has really felt a disconnection to the presence of joy of a purpose, I think this is quite common when people enter into a different season, right? Enter or exit the season of working in the sense of the way that she had known work to be, going to a physical place, doing a literal thing day in, day out, going home, and the routine of life that was that season, and entering into the season of retirement, which is a a very different season than one she was in before and saying after 5 years of this like some of her recent prayers have been god i just pray for more joy in my life like there was an absence of joy in her life and in that well <laughs> god's like oh! let's find some melanoma on your skin, okay? Let's put you into a state of fear so that as I take you through this, knowing that my will says I will, my promises say that I will, and I always will because I am the God of fulfilling promises. They've actually already been fulfilled. You just may not be in the time of seeing that they've been fulfilled. You're going to experience joy as you come through this. And so she laughed as she said, I think I prayed for this. I think I prayed for that. I was like, no, God, not like this. Like I want joy in another way. And I think so many times we pray and then we get the next step in our answered prayer. And then we're like throwing our hands up in the air. Like, wait, no, God, not like this. Like I meant I want joy. Like I just want the joy part. And I said, that's so funny because oftentimes I would find myself Trying to refrain from praying for strength, even though it's the very thing I needed, because I knew when I prayed for strength, storms were on their way, and I'm like, no, I want the strength without the storm. But if you think about it, it, it doesn't happen that way, right? A tree, a tree, <laughs> a tree doesn't grow stronger without wind without movement, without flexibility, without the ability to, to bend without breaking and, and storms provide a lot of really strong and powerful wind. So guess what is the, the outcome of that strong and powerful roots, right? Like deep, strong, powerful, a a strong tree, Right, a, a tree that can withstand anything. There's been a ton of fires recently, and and as you go and you see that, actually, my husband and I, this thing popped up for Maui, and we're like, oh, we should go to Maui. And my dad was here, and he was like, we're like, oh yeah, it's so cheap, flights are so cheap, we should stay there. And my dad's like, yeah, it's so cheap because they're trying to get people there because the whole freaking place just burned down. And we're like, oh yeah, uh, do we really just want to go see a bunch of like remnants and leftover from you know the the damage? we really want to fly there and pay to stay there to just see all the damage from the fire. But the thing is, a lot of people were saying, there's that, what's it called? That Hold on, let me Google it for you. It's this famous tree my dad was telling us about. I don't know if I'm going to say this correctly. Lahaina Banyan tree? It's like a really well-known tree tree in Maui, in Hawaii. It was a gift from the missionaries in, in, in India. The tree was planted in Lahaina on April 24th, 1873. It's kind of crazy to mark the 50th anniversary of the arrival of the first American Protestant mission. So this tree is really, really famous, and it was something that burned up in the Maui fires, but they had hope that the core of it didn't burn down you know that maybe the the outside of it was scorched, was torched, was burned, was impacted, was influenced by the fire, but the center and the core of it remained. The roots remain deeply embedded and strong. And so their hope and their their faith in this tree is that it's going to be restored. It's going to come back. And oftentimes when we have a comeback, especially when, when we honor God for our comeback, we come back stronger than before, better than before. So it was kind of funny, right? My mom, this procedure that she's getting, she's having like layers removed of her skin to do biopsy and do tests and things like that and and she's in a a spiritual knowing and trust that god is going to answer her prayer for her to receive and experience more joy in her life and she was like yeah not this way but god works in mysterious ways right a lot of times we question like no i just want the good part i don't want to go through the bad stuff though i just want all the good and he's like well look Literally, it comes down to this. The good, the best you're going to get is eternal life with me, forever in heaven with me. Look what I had to go through. Look what I had to endure. Look at what I had to suffer through and go through. (laughs) so that you had a portal, a gateway and access to me. I experienced a lot of suffering. And in the Christian life and the walk with Jesus, it says we will experience suffering. That is what the Bible says. And what the Bible says is true. We can know that it's true because, I mean, look at our lives. (laughs) We're like, oh, okay. I get it. But in the end, it, it is it is incredible it is amazing and in the end god answers every prayer so my mom is kind of laughing maybe i shouldn't have prayed for joy <laughs> i i laughed and i'm like yeah in the times in the past where i'm like lord just give me strength just give me a redemption like mm, he will and he does but he just doesn't plop it down in your plate you're gonna get it have to go through a thing so that when you receive the answered prayer and when you receive the thing that you've been praying for because the bible says asking you shall receive doesn't say when it doesn't say how, how long it'll take until you do receive the thing but you will receive the thing <laughs> you're like oh okay god <laughs> thank you for that oh my goodness thank you for that and it keeps our our heart in a position of um humbleness and gratitude and thanksgiving and it it keeps us dependent on him And we live in a culture of independence and you know songs that are celebrated about it. I've even celebrated that being a personal attribute that I had myself. And I'm like, I don't even like that. I don't claim that. I don't want that anymore, Lord. I want to be dependent. I want to be fully dependent on you. I want to lean into you, onto you for everything, trusting that in all things you make a way, especially the ways that I can't see a way. And I think a lot of times when we're trying to do it our own way, we can become over seasoned we can take a good thing and and turn it into a bad thing not consciously logically or or truly willingly but it just happens to be a thing and that thing when we do it that way leads to exhaustion and there are incredible prayers to pray when when our soul when our spirit feels exhausted, when we feel exhausted emotionally, energetically, spiritually, when we feel over seasoned, when we feel like we just want to throw the whole thing out, we want to toss all the eggs out because they're nasty, they're disgusting, we want to start over. We don't necessarily have to, but we need to do certain things. And the most powerful thing we can do is pray. <sighs> we were at a, a group last night. A couple's dinner group, and it was amazing. There were incredible, powerful stories about the transformation of prayer, and the uh, sometimes in these examples and stories that were shared, the immediate turnaround of prayer. There was a little girl that one of the the couples in the group they own a, a local business, a nail salon and coffee shop, and when they were interviewing people to come work for them, uh, one of the girls she she told them, "Hey, my husband and I run this business. We're a faith led, faith based business. You know, obviously we're." not in the business of faith specifically, like we're a nail shop or nail salon and coffee shop. Uh, But we, we are followers of Jesus. We are, we are deeply rooted in our faith and just know that coming in here saying yes to work for us. That's going to be present. That's a part of the cornerstone and the center of our our business and who we are as people who run this business. And the girl was like, Oh God, you're not going to try to, what was it? convert me. (laughs) You're not, you're not going to take me to the dark side. Are you? And we all kind of laughed and we're like, no, we don't need to do that. (laughs) Like literally we don't need to do anything except be in our calling and, and continue our following and our walk with Jesus in our own personal lives. And the holy spirit is going to do what he's going to do and obviously the holy spirit is like i want everyone to come through this narrow door i want everyone to walk with me be with me and know the love that i have for you and that's really what it comes down to it's pretty plain and simple uh this whole jesus thing <laughs> but um the lady was like oh you're not going to try to convert me and they were like no that's really not who we are and that's not our job you know our job is to you know run the nail salon and coffee shop but a couple weeks later her, da- her daughter was extremely sick had a six chance, 6% chance of living, surviving. And um, the business owner, she asked, you know, can I pray for you? She called on her pastor to go to the hospital they prayed over her. Long story short, within minutes, uh, her daughter was very, very, very close to dying, looked like she was on her way to eternal life and not going to be a part of this life anymore and within minutes of her prayer her daughter's fingers started moving and it went from she wasn't going to make it to now she's fully made it (laughs) and living alive well and breathing and a lot of times in those times our soul can just feel exhausted we can feel like we want to throw our hands up and completely give up and and just say god i'm done like i'm done i i have spent all my energy i was like i'm literally at capacity no more i can't handle it anymore and that's when prayer not just your own prayer but the prayer of others and the prayer of two or more being gathered the prayer of those coming together in prayer especially in the scripture and the word not just saying dear god i hope that you save this i hope you turn the situation around but actually using the power of his own word to call that in to bring that in and to allow that to be in especially at times when your soul feels completely exhausted when it feels like you're over seasoned you're overcooked it's like if you're cooking chicken and you've put you know the basics on it salt pepper and garlic and it's like whoa that's way too much salt and and then on top of that you left it on the grill for too long because you got distracted so yeah now you might as well just throw the whole thing out God does not see us like an over-seasoned, overcooked piece of chicken. He's not going to just throw the whole thing out. He cares. And he cares especially when we're feeling internally that our soul has reached capacity, that our soul is extremely exhausted. And... There are incredibly powerful prayers you can pray when you're feeling that way and i wanted to share those with you today see holy spirit's here whenever he's here i know because i'm rhyming (laughs) um and and i just want you to know before we go into these that god is not impatient with you it's us who's impatient with him and when we tap into patience like there are so many times multiple times when you know, my family's home and, you know, that the regular day is is has entered into the new time of day where we're together. It's dinner time, it's bedtime, it's all the times together. And I'm like, Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me patience. I can feel it kind of brewing up in me internally. And I'm like, oh, Lord, patience, please. <laughs> and it's not him that's impatient with us. It's us that's impatient with him. And so calling on him, leaning into his word and the power of his word, and his, through scripture, it is what opens that door even wider. And I want to share some things with you in, in regards to that today, uh, because this is the, I don't like the word test right here, but it's the first word that came to mind. The test of our strength, our courage, our faith, and our endurance in it. And we live in a very popcorn microwave world in society today, a very fast food, Instapot kind of world, Uh, overnight delivery. We click, click, receive, right? And that's not always the way that it is. Sometimes it is like that answered prayer. Uh, Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes the endurance is to strengthen us sometimes a storm lasts longer than five minutes, right? Sometimes you are crispy on the outside, but you're still good on the inside. And over time, you will become to be more powerful, more strong, and more beautiful because you went through that thing. And not only because you went through it, but because you were grateful for it, because you held your faith through it, because you you continued to trust, you continue to have faith, you continue to be maybe wavering in some other things, but not wavering in your strength, your faith, and your trust in God and and what he can do and the ability to do what only he can do and to completely open up your palms and turn them up and surrender and say, God, do what only you can do because I've done everything I can do. And I might not quite be sure that this can happen, but I trust if it can, if it will, it is only by your hands. And that's the power of prayer is honestly just saying to God, Hey, you up there. <laughs> hey, big man upstairs. <laughs> oh, here's what's going on. And here's what I want. And there's endurance through that to, to continue to move through that, especially in the times where we feel discouraged, where we feel exhausted and we feel that it's this fight that we just can't fight anymore. And think about it. Logically and literally, we're not physically fighting a thing. It's a spiritual internal fight and battle. It's a spiritual internal awareness of of what of what is to come and what currently is and what was in the past. And when we turn our eyes, our, our posture, of focus towards seeing God in all that, in all things, we can choose to believe that despite it all, God is and has a blessing waiting for us on the other side as we get through this. His word doesn't promise that he'll take it away from us. Sometimes he does if he chooses to, but his word does promise that we'll get through it and he'll be with us as we go through it. And so during those times when your soul feels exhausted, you feel overcooked, you feel over seasoned, you just want to toss it and throw it all out. There are different prayers that you can pray. We're going to go through those today. One of them is the very famous (laughs) Hobby Lobby quote, Romans 8, 28, that says, God is working all of this." for my good and i want you to notice the emphasis on the key words there. all he's not working some of this he's not working the parts and bits of it that he calls good or that you're calling good god is so there's there's a very powerful word there it's not god maybe does or god will think about doing it says god is so you can trust that he is not that you have to question whether he is or isn't or maybe he is you know, maybe he did then, but he's not going to now. That's just not found in the Bible. Like any kind of unassurance or confusion or questioning is a mark of the enemy. It is not from God. God's word in scripture, just like Romans eight twenty eight says God is. So you can say with assurance and validity, yes he, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God is working, meaning in the present. It's not God used to work or God did work in the past, but yeah, well, with this and that, I don't know. I don't know. He's busy. It doesn't work that way. That's not what scripture says. God is working. The... The not prefix, the suffix ing means like now. He, he's doing a thing, right? Doing, working. <laughs> God is working all, not just some things, not these things, but not those things. He's not picking and choosing, God is working all. Of this, meaning this, this present moment, right here, right now, is literally the only time that ever exists. Is this moment, and this moment, and this moment, and this moment. God is working in all these moments. God is working all of this for my good, not only for the people who seem to have a good, and not only for the people who are poor and meek and weak. You're like, well, I don't want to be poor and meek and weak, but the Bible says that you know, the Lord has favor on those. Well, good, because if you're feeling weak in this situation, you're feeling emotionally drained and exhausted, that means he's working for you in this thing right here, right now. So God is working all of this for my good, like my good. And I can rest on that and I can stand on that because it is it is one of his promises because it is in the Bible <laughs> and it's a promise. I think a lot of times we're like, oh, what, what are the promises of God that I can stand on? If you don't know any other one, stand on one of the most famous ones, Romans eight twenty eight, God is working all of this for my good. And you can pray your prayer. And I highly suggest and recommend that every prayer you pray and in Jesus name, amen. So Lord, please show me. It's okay to ask for him to show you. He might not show you and reveal to you all the things because then you'd be like, no, I don't want the thing. Oh, you are going to give me joy because I prayed for joy? Oh, but that means I have to get a diagnosis of cancer and melanoma and go through this process and this treatment first? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> so you're going to dismiss the things that he has that are part of answering the prayer that you prayed. And, and trusting and standing on this as you go through those times, tests and trials, that Roman eight twenty eight 28 is, is the way that you can live your life, is what you can stand on, is what you can rest in, that God is working all of this, even this diagnosis, even this treatment, even this worry, even this doubt, even this fear. God is working all of this for my good. For whose good? For my good. And we can call him my God. (laughs) And we can say that you are mine and I am yours and you are my father and I am your child. There's an ownership. There's a deep, personal, intimate, connected relationship there. And that's what this is all about. It's not about religion, it's about relationship. And you can ask just like a child would ask a father or the fa- child would ask a parent show me glimpses of how you're working all this for my good and it might be a conversation with someone who has deep roots in their faith and says akuna matata like literally a disney movie that shares with you it tells you it means no worries god is working all things out and it might be something silly, something that simply makes you laugh, something that makes some time pass when you're worried and you have a conversation or a connection with with a friend. And for, wow, even 15 minutes, you, you find later you weren't thinking about that thing that has seemed to dominate and to control and take over your mind in a negative way. Thank you, Lord, for that. Wow. What an incredible, beautiful gift. I didn't know I needed that. And we can give thanksgiving to him and we can show, we can be shown and know that that was a glimpse of how the Lord is working all this for your good. Remind me, Lord, that I am yours and bless me with faith as I dare to believe that you are working the good that you, wait, believe the good that you were working on for me and trust this and lean on this and surrender to this and keep this close to our heart. Literally, the Bible says we should have scripture encrypted on our heart or in, encrypted, <laughs> that sounds like a, what is that? Like a virus on a computer, <laughs> inscripted, inscribed on our heart. And maybe it's just this one, maybe you're like me and you're like, memorize scripture. <clears> hmm. <throat> I wish I would have done that when I was like five, like learned another language. It's just so much easier when you're younger. Well, I'm not younger and I can't go back to being younger, so we can only start now. <laughs> So, I'm going to Romans 8 28 my entire life. That is going to be the one verse that I stand on. It's super easy. It's kind of cheesy, right? Because people can say and you'd be like, yeah, just, you know, say the scripture. But it doesn't have to be super easy and super cheesy. It can be the thing that we hang our life on. And there's others. And when we pray through the scripture, we get to see that His love is in all things. Like Isaiah, I love that name Isaiah 41 10. God will, again, not if God feels like it, or if God is in the mood, or if he's not busy doing other things, God will provide. He is our Abba Father. He is our provider. God will provide strength for me to endure. Isaiah 41.10. So when we're going, God, I don't know, I just can't make it through this. I have no more endurance. I feel like I've been sprinting through life. Like, I feel like I'm literally gasted like a sprinter would be. Like, have you ever tried running? (laughs) Hey, I'll race you. Okay, and then you're sprinting and then you get there and it feels like your throat and your lungs are on fire and you're gonna die and you're bent over, keeled over, like your hands are on your knees and you're like, I'm gonna die. (laughs) Well, how long are you gonna be able to keep that pace, right? And when it feels like you can't keep the pace through life anymore maybe because you're going too fast, you've been going too hard on the worry zone, like the HOV zone, my daughter was asking me that the other day, mommy, what does HOV stand for? I'm like, um, let me ask Dr. Google. Oh yeah, high occupancy vehicle. Like you got a lot in the car, you're packing, right? You're traveling with a lot and you're in the specific designated lane for that. How long have you been living your life in the specific designated lane of worry? of literally carrying all of that baggage with you and and trying to go fast, right? Because people get mad when they have to pass you or you're going too slow. So you try to go up, you try to go fast, you try to keep up. It's like, move or get out of the way, right? (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, I can't do that when it comes to things of life. But we can lean on the things as we're going through those things in life. Like the Isaiah 41 10 thing, God will provide strength for me to endure when we're like, Lord, I don't have any more strength my strength has faded. It's gone. I don't know where it went, but I need some more of it. And, and we can pray that. we can say, God, you know what? Your word says that you will provide strength for me to endure. I don't feel like I can go on anymore, Lord. Hello? Are you there? Lord. <laughs> and, and when we pray scripture, he's like, of course I'm here. Yes. <laughs> I've been listening. You've been very busy talking. Yes, I will. Watch me. Watch me. Ooh, watch me. Right. <laughs> We're like, thank you. And we can say, Lord, your word, your scripture says you will provide strength for me to endure. I don't feel like I can go on anymore. Lord, please open that next door because I feel like I'm standing in the hallway and all the doors are shut. And there's little cute phrases that are like, even when all the doors are shut, you know, praise them in the hallways. And you're like, How long am I going to be in the hallway before another door opens? Lord, come on. I'm kind of bored, right? Have you ever said that? Lord, I'm kind of bored, right? I want something else in my life. I don't know if I have any more endurance. I'm going to go over here and do this thing, even though it's not from you, but I'm kind of bored. And the Lord's like, well, I had something really good for you. I was just about to open the door. But if you want to go do that, cool. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. I'll be here when you change your mind and return to this. But you can say this and you can say, Lord, please help me not to fear as I walk through this season because it's really scary. It is extremely hard. Lord, bless me with your confidence because we try to mess her up our own confidence. Yeah, we're going to find a little bit of it, but it is nothing compared to the confidence that the Lord has for us. So we can ask him, ask him, you shall receive. Bless me with your confidence and knowing that you are my God and you promise Your word says, you promised, you promised, you promised, you promised, right? Like an annoying little child telling their parent, you promised, you promised, you said, and we're like, okay, right? Sometimes we can, it's okay to do that with God. My daughter does it with me. Mom, you said, you said, you promised. I'm like, okay, you're right, here you go, right? We can do that with God too, he's our father. We can say that. God, you promised strength and help. Your word says, ask and I shall receive. I need help, I need strength right now. Thank you. because. I feel faithless, and I know that when I feel faithless, you are always faithful, because in my weakness, you are made strong. And Lord, I feel weak all day long. Well, that means that I can count on your strength to get me through. I can count on your endurance. I can count on your confidence. I can count on your word and that your promises are true. Lord, thank you, because Isaiah 41, 10 10 says, I can. And we're feeling totally confused and scared and emotionally exhausted. Our soul is like, (laughs) I'm tapping (laughs) out, I'm out. Uh, I don't care how many rounds I have left. I give up, right? Or I'm not even going to show up. I'm not even going to show up. Let's just forfeit. Let's just disqualify. Let's let the other person win. No, we can't do that because the other person in this case, this case that is your life is the enemy. And and we don't want that. We don't want that because then you're going to forever be with him. We want you to forever be with God and be with the Lord on the other side of eternity, not just this side. And when we're confused and when our soul feels exhausted and drained, like we can't go on, we don't need to worry that we can or can't go on because God goes on. He goes on forever and ever. Amen, right? He's the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and he's the omega. So we can say, Lord, (laughs) hey, it's me again. Uh, Yeah. Psalm 32, 8 says you, because you're God with a big G, capital G, you will show me which steps to take. I don't know what steps to take. I'm exhausted. I tried taking all these steps and look where it got me. It just got me more exhaustion. The Lord, um, hello, hi. (laughs) The Bible says you will show me what steps to take. So just letting you know. I know you already knew, but I'm letting you know because the, the word says to be honest and open with you and tell you all things and share my feelings with you. Hey Lord, I'm feeling paralyzed. I'm feeling weak, I'm feeling stuck. Please show me the small steps or the next steps that I can take. And Lord, help me take them. Bless me with your counsel, with your words, with your wisdom, with your strength, with your faith, with your ways to follow your ways and open up the eyes of my heart. Open up my my spiritual eyes. Also open up my physical eyes because it would be nice to see where I'm going, right? Because your word is a lamp into my feet. I'm looking down at my feet to see what step I need to take and and make. and, And I need that from you, Lord your awareness. I, I need your awareness because I've tried using my own alone and look at where it's got me and I feel stuck. So Lord, I'm calling on Psalm 32, eight, and then I'm going to call on Matthew 12, 28 that says you will give me rest. Thank you, Lord, that you give me rest and just pray these as you're feeling stressed. I love you guys. I hope these help you. I'll see you soon.